0: It was April, but already warm enough for just a light jacket at night. She decided to walk along the river before going to sleep. She wasn't tired, and she wanted to think. The water of the Garonne was murky, the result, she'd been told on a tour of the city, of being tainted by a winter's accumulation of snow and mud as it flowed down the mountains from the northwest towards the Atlantic. She strolled along the wide stone road on the left bank. During the day, pedestrians and vehicles filled the waterfront with a cacophony of energetic sounds. But at night, the docks belonged to the darkness. The squeak of thick ropes rubbing the bollards, imprisoning cargo ships, lulled her. Overhead, the black sky was accentuated by the thinnest sliver of a new moon. It was quiet here, peaceful, with no one to interrupt her thoughts. The whole thing had been like something out of a melodrama- Now, looking backwards, she realized she should have known right from the start that Rob was unfaithful. All the embarrassing signs had flashed like the lights when intermission ends. Everyone else saw the end of the play coming. Like they say, always the last to know, she thought, aware again of just how saturated with bitterness she had become. She heard a sound and turned. The path was empty. Great nerves, she told herself. This is what happens when you're used to being part of a couple. You're afraid to be alone. But she knew that wasn't it. More, she wanted to be alone now. Even after a year, she was still afraid to get involved. That's why she'd left home, why she was in a country where she didn't speak the language. And as agonizing as the divorce had been, the aching loneliness had been even worse. But she'd endured it, day and night, until it became a sort of friend. Now, she refused to part with a feeling she considered an ally. Again, that sound, like a pebble kicked. Carol stopped and turned. The path was empty, the waterfront still quiet. Ahead, a tunnel led under the Pont des Pierres, the four-lane arched stone bridge in the middle of the city, built during the Napoleonic era, that prohibited large vessels from traveling further south it was unlit there. She thought about heading back to the main street. It was within sight, but didn't want to face the real world yet. There's no one here, she told herself. The tunnel's empty. You can see through to the other end. It's probably just a cat. The path sloped down into hollow darkness. Sound waves from river water flowing over rocks and slapping wooden barriers bounced around the walls, accompanied by the echo of her heels clacking on moist stones. Traffic noise from the bridge overhead dimmed. Suddenly, she heard a rustling. Who's there? She called out in a high voice, realizing that if anyone was there, they probably didn't understand English. Why, why had she not bought a European cell phone? Well, She knew why. She had no one to contact. She turned. The immediate darkness engulfed her and beyond the white light of the moonlit path. She was halfway through, as close to where she would exit as to where she had entered. She hesitated, but finally took a step forward. It sounded like there was a step behind. Then silence. The thud of her heart filled her ears. Her lungs felt compressed, and she realized her back and neck muscles were tight, her skin slick with perspiration. Carol took another step forward, but again heard a step in unison with her own. When she stopped, a split second later, it stopped. She moved faster, running towards the far end of the tunnel, all the while looking behind. Wham! She hit a solid object and screamed. She turned her head and stared up into the face of the man from the cafe. You, she said, equally frightened and angry, stepping back and away from him. He said nothing, but only watched her. His face seemed thinner than before. He looked a little starved. He was a lot taller and larger than Carol remembered. She regained her equilibrium quickly. Who the hell do you think you are following me? I should report you to the police. His lips curled into a humorless grin, but he still said nothing. Carol, furious, tried to elbow past, but he caught her arm. Let me go or I'll scream, she warned. Go ahead if you like sound effects. I do, but don't fool yourself anyone will hear. And if they hear you, they won't help.